0: So, of that's what bear said on today's show we're chatting with amber from riding free tack amber along with her daughter design and sell saddles and tack that are lightweight and anything but boring i started following them on instagram about a year ago and fell immediately in love with amber and her family they have such a fun account so please make sure you go follow them i'll put their info in the description It has taken a while for us to finally make this meeting happen, but I'm so excited to introduce you all to Amber Whiten.
1: Bear, I've been waiting my whole life to be on a podcast, and I'm so happy that yours is the very first one. (laughs) (laughs) I was so taken aback and honored when I got your message. So Aww, thank you. Well, hello. you know the the six
0: followers that will listen will really really be excited to meet you.
1: Yes, hello, six <laughs>
0: followers. We love you. <laughs> Maybe we'll gain one more. Like you could have some like distant cousin listen to it or something.
1: Yes, yeah. We're gonna oh, rally right. the troops. Get everyone to listen. It's great. Thank you. Yeah. Oh well,
0: I'm glad you're here. I wanted to say what there's like so many things that I love about your account, but um,
1: one of my most
0: favorite things is. That whenever I look at your stories or I, you know, go to your lives, I always know that you're going to giggle. Like you giggle all the time, <laughs> <It's>
1: <laughs> all <sad>. the time. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. It's nervous. It's happy. It's sad. It's all of those it's a giggle that encompasses all emotions at any time. So you never know what the giggle means, but yeah, it's normally, <laughs> it's normally happiness. Oh,
0: well, and I noticed that like, um, Abby kind of does it too, a little bit. Yes.
1: Yes, she does. Gets yeah. it from her mama.
0: <laughs> but yeah. Bo, your son, on the other hand, I haven't, I haven't heard that. Is he a little more like your husband?
1: He's just very straightforward and a, he's like a one-liner guy. So he's just got those like he's he's punny <laughs> you know he and and it's not he won't laugh at himself i like to laugh at myself as a way to like deal with anything and he just has this confidence so some call it swag he delivers his, he delivers his punchlines and he's done and and it's he's all mic drop <laughs> yeah that was great mic drop yeah exactly oh my
0: gosh i love it <laughs> um okay so one funny thing is that Okay. Abby is, she's 12, 12. Okay. Yeah. And how yeah. old is Bo?
1: He's 10.
0: Okay. So our son and daughter are the exact same age. Yep. Yes. A boy and a girl. And
1: that's exactly how I felt connected to you back when the account was flying D ranch. And then it became growing up Montana. And I, I remember seeing you guys, um, and, seeing how you incorporated your horses specifically into your lives and your relationship with your children. And I went, Oh my gosh, I obviously need to follow this family. And I loved that they were the same age.
0: Yeah. And you guys like we followed each other, like from, from the start for our account, like our account only started, um, maybe close to 2 years ago or a year and a half ago i'm not
1: yeah, sure our first message was in 2019 i should probably look at the month but it was shortly after we created our account and we had maybe Ooh. a couple hundred followers uh-huh. and then i i was like oh my gosh there's people out there who want to do the same thing like they want to show their journey with their kids and horses and livestock for you guys and yeah so inspiring That's awesome.
0: Yeah. I think maybe my first message to you was like, will you please follow us?
1: (laughs) Yep. And I think I went done.
0: (laughs) Yep. Done. (laughs) Because I I, I actually, I didn't know how Instagram really worked. I thought it was like how I am in awkward real life when I'm like, Hey, can we hang out and be friends? You know, I was like, you just, do you just ask? Is that what you do
1: here? Yeah. Can we be friends? Can I have your phone number? Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. (laughs) Can you follow me? (laughs) It makes complete sense.
0: Oh my goodness. Um, something that also that we have in common is you guys have a milk cow, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. We I'm mildly obsessed with her. I'm no, I'm really obsessed with her. And she just brings us so much joy. Just her personality, she's a jersey. So she's just funny and right there with you all the time. And and then we obviously enjoy having the byproduct of her being around. So are
0: you guys milking right now?
1: She, we're trying to get her um, inseminated. And actually, you also gave me a lot of really awesome tips on how to get her AI'd. Um, I think you sent me like the Semex uh, oh, guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah and so we, we bought uh, straws and we've tried a couple times, but she hasn't taken. I think mm-hmm. timing was just off. And I heard they're really actually hard to AI and yeah. it's better naturally. I don't know. So she's not, she, we, she's dry right now, Mm -hmm. which presents its own problems. Right. But Mm -hmm. we're dealing with it.
0: Well, you know, we have a, um, a Jersey Guernsey cross being Rosie and, and they look very similar. I Mm -hmm. mean, like we're just twinsies all the way around.
1: Yep. Yes, we are. (laughs) Got the rodeo, everything going on with the kids. Yep.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I know. So your kids are, are doing rodeo, um, and, it's funny because I've noticed that like, we kind of, maybe it's like their ages, you know, like they kind of struggle with the same things at the same time and confidence or fear or wherever it is, or they have a breakthrough.
1: So I, I think that I like to equate kids and horses with like a stock graph, right? It's like jagged and up and down and crazy and volatile. Um, And especially if you look at it close up and only a short period of time and everyone seems to portray their journey as with their children and horses, not everyone. I'm not saying that people aren't transparent about it, but, but maybe they don't have the platform in which to show that struggle, but everyone seems to be very linear and up upward trending. And it's just this like beautiful graph. Um, but my personal graph for our family has been very, up and down um and the trajectory is still up but it's there's just it seems to be these like really big jumps forward and then really big jumps back and it always seems to even out but um it's been quite a journey and it's beautiful to see how particularly Abby um because Bo is very involved in baseball um so he tolerates horses and rodeo he enjoys it but more so tolerates it. Like Abby just thinks she's going to the NFR. So, um so it's, uh it's just been beautiful to see like how as a five-year-old, there can be a huge setback. And then you look at her at 12 and she's riding my barrel horse competing with the high school girl times. And it's, it's, it's beautiful, but it's so hard. And there's just so many setbacks and so many growth You know, moments. Yeah, it's totally like an emotional roller coaster with them. It's a roller coaster, you know, like I should have said that from the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You go to a rodeo
0: and it's like they do well in all their events, and you're like, this is the best thing ever. Like I love, I love this. And then literally like the next day, I'm like yelling at my kid who's crying I'm like stop crying you know like well this is ugly we're getting ugly here (laughs) how did this happen
1: yeah you're because you they're so capable but they're still children and it's really hard to see them do these big things with horses and you know move cows and do all these things that like children especially in our area aren't really doing And so you have this expectation that they can handle all these big things. And then they're really just kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I've noticed as like Claire is now like, um, Abby 12 is that there'll be, there'll be less, there's less setbacks for sure. And Mm -hmm. it seems like there'll be a setback right before there's like tons of growth. Like if they can work through that, it's like, boom, we're to the next level, which is pretty exciting. And you know Claire like Abby is really really like feeling this to the core in her soul this is what she wants you know and she's Mm -hmm. like so and so doesn't believe that I can go to the NFR you know and and win in the barrels and that barrel racing isn't really a sport you know so she's like feeling it while Davis like Bo he's not baseball but he is hardcore football like just hardcore I mean Oh, yeah. If there is like a sport that I would just rather he not play, it would be football. But this kid just loves <laughs> football. I mean, so much. Like it's so, it's so in him and I have to honor it. And, and it's hard for me. Cause I'm like, how about tennis or golf? You know, like something maybe mm-hmm. a little easier and a little <laughs> more fun to, to watch while I'm drinking a cocktail. Um, but he's, yeah. um, he's funny because in our, in our valley, he, you know, he wants to play flag football uh because tackle, I guess, isn't a thing when you're this young or maybe shouldn't be or something. I don't know. So so he couldn't play flag football because he was out of district. And so I'm like, all right, dude, we're starting a flag football league. So there I am oh, like my coaching no referee running like a league. I thought at first it would just be kind of like a glorified like play date, but um it ended up being like a ton of kids. And I'm like, this is what wow. we do for our kids, <laughs> you know. We just we honor what's that's incredible what's in their heart.
1: Yes, and it's it is so hard when you see them struggling, like people telling your daughter that she it's not a sport and she can't do it. Um, we don't have that in rodeo right now. The girls are really really supportive, but we have that on the baseball side. Like baseball's tough on Bo. And he's, you know, being told some things that aren't kind and my, my heart wants to jump in and save him, but I'm trying to think of what I could have used when I was their age. And, and it, it really is like such an opportunity for us to parent and let them know that this is an opportunity to get better and, and grow through it. Just like you were saying, like, let's use these opportunities because how much, actual adversity do our kids have these days? Like, you know, I don't know. I remember they don't really have that much. I, I I was thinking about like, I would at five years old as a kindergartner, I was a latchkey kid. So I'd walk home from my elementary school to my apartment where there were hungry Jack dinners in the freezer and make it, that was my, I'd make the dinner. I'd put on jeopardy and wheel of fortune and right that's what I did. Like as a five-year-old, that's insane. Right. Like all these things that, that I feel like eighties kids probably dealt with (laughs) that these, that our children don't have to deal with at all. So it's like, yeah, it kind of sucks watching them go through these things, but I'm so excited for some adversity to be able to parent to.
0: Yeah. And, and it's been so uh, interesting as they get older, being able to watch them go through some adversity and yeah. then the things that they say, you know, and I'm yes. like floored, like, ah, yes. Parenting win. Like they're somehow listening a little bit. And yes. to the point where I'm like, I'm not sure I would have reacted that way, but somehow they do. And they can't. Exactly.
1: They surprise us all the time. I know they're, they're pretty awesome.
0: Um, Okay. So I want to talk about writing free tech and what is writing free tech.
1: Well, I think this, this, we can kind of carry this over from the whole childhood conversation that I just kind of introduced. Um, And it's, it's that really empowering your kids when they have a dream to go after it because I didn't have that, you know, I had a, my mom was a single mom, couldn't talk to me about how to go after my dreams and do all these things that I might've been thinking of. Um, There was, there wasn't a lot of that happening in my home. And I really wanted that to be different for my kids. So anytime there's a spark of passion, I really want to help grow it and not in the, in a crazy helicopter way, just teaching them the steps in order to like, okay, this is going to be a lot of hard work. You have to, these are the steps you need to take in order to make this happen. And it's going to be a daily grind and, you know, whatever it might be. And so riding free tech happened because we were in the car driving to school one day, and we were talking about different businesses. And I had just, um, developed a product that I sold into home depot And the kids were really into like, how did you do that? Like, that's so cool. You got into Home Depot and, and we were kind of coming off of that. Um, And I was like, well, I wanted to, to develop something that solved a problem. What would you guys do that solved a problem? And Bo said something I can't remember, which I feel really bad about, but Abby was saying that she's like, um, I'm like, Oh, but that was, yeah, that doesn't solve a big enough problem. <laughs> no, I, I didn't say that, but you know, um, when she spoke and said that her, you know, she's cause she's saddling up every day as an, then an eight year old and hoisting the saddle on her head and then getting up on a stool and putting it on the back of her horse. And she said, I would make light saddles that kids could tack up with themselves. And I'm like, that's actually a really good idea. (laughs) And we have always had horses. So I was, um, I was, I came back home. I remember just being, um, sort of haunted by the idea for several weeks and, and talking with her about it. And, and then she would bring up things like, I wish it had pockets so that I could put treats in there. Or, you know, when we go to the beach and you always lose your keys, mom, I wish it had pockets. so We could put your keys in there. And I wish it had unicorns. Um, and, and I was like, oh my gosh, you're really actually onto something. Yeah. And my, um, at the time it was when, um, all the tariffs started increasing and I made the product in China and I could kind of see the end of it because my margins were becoming smaller and smaller as we were pay- paying more in tariffs and freight. Um, and so I sort of started, I saw the end of my Home Depot journey and, um, really decided, like, I want to focus on something that we could have some longevity in and do as a family. And so I guess I got a little crazy, um, wanting to help her because it excited me well. Um, but she was so excited to work on it and be involved in it that I wanted to show her what it took to be an entrepreneur. And, um, you know, there's times where she goes, I don't know that I think I might want to work for a company that would hire me. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that, that might be your deal. <laughs> but um, it's really cool that they've seen like this is a day in and day out thing. Yeah. Um, so it, it came from Abby and then I have have a background in product development. So I was able to then figure out the steps in order to source what she had thought of.
0: Wow. So now when you think about your daughter, um, are you like, I'm surprised she came up with this or is it just like, so in her nature to kind of be like that? Like sometimes my kids do stuff and I'm like, I'm shocked that you're so good at that. <laughs> like I didn't see that coming.
1: You know, she's always been the problem solver, um, in our family. And so it didn't shock me that she was solving a problem. Um, she, she, She just always kind of came up with ideas like if Bo couldn't pull the wagon, she would hitch it to something and drag it. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. she rigged stuff on our horses so that they could like pull this red wagon dangerously behind them. You know, there was just (laughs) like she's been kind of inventive from a little tiny baby child. Love it.
0: Okay. So your eight year old (laughs) comes up with this like pretty amazing idea. You're like, Hey, I can help develop this product. Um, So the first product was, was a saddle, right? Yes. Yeah. It was the mainstay.
1: Yes. It was a light, the lightweight unicorn one. And looking back on it, it, it seemed so um, uh, it's so juvenile, right? Like it's exactly what she wanted as an eight-year-old. It wouldn't be something that would probably, uh, that we would develop today because we just sort of evolved and kind of learned what the market likes but yeah it was this unicorn saddle with pockets and it had a gold unicorn embroidered on the stirrup fenders and we we made sure we had a matching headstall set and a pad um, and then we came out with two other styles so that we could fulfill a need for someone who wanted an all leather saddle and abby abby um was the driving force behind it being painted a coral color. She loved coral at the time. And then Bo was like, hey, we need a baseball saddle because he has always loved baseball. So he right. developed this really awesome baseball saddle. It's very difficult to make, but we used white ostrich as the accent, uh, faux ostrich, and then had actual red uh, baseball stitching threading oh, on all so of fun. the accent pieces. So yeah. those were our three, we came out with three products. Um, and it took us about a year and a half to get those mm-hmm. to where we felt like we could go to market with them.
0: So tell me about, um, I'm sure there were like some people that you're like, Hey, you know, your friends try the saddle out, see what you think. But tell me about like the first, like real sale, like, where you like, we don't know this person. They're buying our saddle.
1: It's terrifying. It was <laughs> terrifying because I also didn't know how to pack it. So um, yeah. I, I was like, "Okay, how am I going? Like, what's the best box size?" And that's something that Abby couldn't really do. Um, we she helped me measure, and we went through the process together. But I really had to figure out like how to pack this and ship it safely. So it was terrifying. Um, but she's always wrote the notes. The um, her her thing has always been writing thank you note and um and then she was actually painting every single box with something um (laughs) she would she had a set of paints down by the sea train and she just paint all over the boxes um so that was like our first sale I remember her spending a lot of time painting the first box
0: gosh, it's like such a cool story. I think it's so important to encourage like this entrepreneurship. Like how, what would you tell parents? Like, how do we develop that in our kids? Like, hey, you know what? You don't just need to go to a job and get a paycheck or, you know, do the like thing that the world is telling you you do. You do this, you go to college, you get a job, you pay for stuff for the rest of your life. Like, how do we encourage entrepreneurship in, in kids?
1: You know, and I, I really want to- to be able to answer that. Um, but I, I feel like it's impossible unless you're doing it as a parent because Mm -hmm. they're seeing what you're doing every day and they're typically going to follow in that path unless it's something that really, um, bothers them. Um, so like, if you're not okay, it bothered me that my mom was never home. She was always, she was working like two or three jobs. It bothered me to my core that I like, didn't have her at my performances and Mm -hmm. I never went to like junior high orientation, like that kind of stuff, like bothered me to the core. So I made that different for, for my kids. Um, And I just lived it. Right. So like, I didn't want to work for a company. And so I just kind of created that path for myself to like develop things myself and make that part of our lifestyle. So I think that if you want to encourage that, you have to like either do it yourself or find other people that do it and give them that as an example. Mm -hmm. Um, Because not seeing someone doing that is probably, it'd be really hard, I think, to learn it. I mean, I worked for a venture capital company. So that's kind of, I saw people creating things and I wanted to do that.
0: It seems like, to me, you know, when I have conversations with people, um, because I feel like I'm very much like more of the entrepreneur spirit. Like, I want to do what I love, and it's got to somehow pay for my life. You know, right. like we've we've got to make it happen. Um, but I think um, it's so risky for so many people. You know, like they just see the risk as insurmountable, and that if they took that risk, well, then they wouldn't have what's predictable, and they wouldn't be able to do this, and they wouldn't be. And I'm like, yeah, but. What if you know? Yeah, the, the the potential is so much bigger. Yes, the risk is higher. But so many people like to be comfortable, which I mean, I get. You know, I mean, I, I guess you want to be able to feed your kids. But
1: <laughs> yeah, it, no, it's terrifying. It really is. It it's um, being an entrepreneur is, is scary. And I I had gone like like. <laughs> I mean, it's been ugly for me too. It's not always, it's like, this is now just starting to make a little so that I can reinvest and have more inventory, but that this is our third year, right? Like that's a, that's a lot of investment from our family. Um, and I think it's really great that the kids are seeing that and that that's part of our conversation at dinner time. Like, hey, babe, I have to wire, you know, 15,000 from our savings, mm-hmm. so that we can get this inventory. And, and we have the, the back and forth in front of them so that they know it's not easy. And, um but it's all about, you know, what's, pulling at your heart first and foremost, like what's that passion, but passion is not going to get you through. It's like, what are you really going to persevere at? Like, what are you going to do day in and day out because you love it so much. And this business for our family works because we horses are our lifestyle and we are very passionate about it. And we're all, we all know we have to be on board every day.
0: Mm -hmm. How, how has your Instagram account Affected business, or how like how important is it? Is it just fun for you, or is it like a game changer?
1: Oh gosh, Instagram is. I think you know there's a few things like Pinterest that might dra- drive traffic to the site, but Instagram's the number one. Um, Facebook even takes like a distant second to Instagram. It's crazy, and. I think that people have just connected with us because of sharing all of the stuff that's not only business related, but, you know, our lives. Um, and I think that people who have also followed since Abby was eight and nine are just seeing the whole progression. Um, and so that ha- I, I follow accounts like that. And I'm always amazed. So I know that it it's really fun for people, I hope to follow our account. And there's people who say that they've been following for years and have bought a horse and they're buying a saddle. Like it's just oh. incredible how that platform connects um, so many people.
0: Yeah. When, when we first started Instagram, um, I, I just had, I had no idea, you know, I was like, I have an Instagram account, but I'd never, ever post. And um, it kind of started with, you know, a a producer approached us and he was like, you got to start Instagram, see like test out the water, see what people think. And I'm all, look, I'm mid forties. I don't really do Instagram. Like I'm Facebook all the way. Um, I have an Instagram account just because you're supposed to. Um, but I've never like, maybe I had posted one or two things like totally. I mean, this is Mm -hmm. like, I had no idea, but it's been on so many levels, like the most the hugest blessing in our life, number one, Mm -hmm. just like honestly meeting people and connecting and networking with people and just the encouragement and positivity. You know, I'm sure there's like other accounts that experience different things, but like truly we're just like, everything is wonderful. Like people are amazing. Like reach out to us. Like, I mean, there's people all over the world that pray for my family, you know, like in, in the quiet of their home, in the quiet of their hearts, they're awful. praying for me and for my kids. And I don't know why we deserve that. We don't, you know, but like, it's just, it's amazing. And, um and it's amazing business tool. I had no idea. I had no idea. Like influencing was really a thing. I had no idea. Like you could build a business, you could uh, create some sort of income for your family. And it's, it blows my mind. It blows my mind, and I can't really touch TikTok or Snapchat yet. Like, I'm like I can't, I can't do that. But you know, we have some exciting things. Like, <clears throat> we are releasing our first episode on September seventh of a show about us. You know, like what in the world?
1: Why? Yes, I'm just
0: like the biggest dork in the oh, world. Oh, I love it,
1: and. For some reason. And what network is it? Is it coming on?
0: Yeah. So it's going to be on, um, Carbon TV. It's a app that you can get it's free. Um, so awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's super exciting and it's crazy. And I don't know if it'll lead anywhere, but who cares? We're like just following our hearts and, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I have no idea.
1: And the cool, the cool thing is you're doing what you, you always do anyway. You know, you don't, you're not creating this separate life so that you can have a program. That's the neat thing I think about Instagram is that you are just documenting what you're doing. And if people are interested, they're going to follow along. And if they're not, then they can scroll by, you know, I think that's such an interesting uh, concept. It's so cool.
0: You know, what has been super cool is, um, there is like this group of women, um, from like Mm -hmm. my own community that I didn't even know, you know, like that live a few minutes away and I'm like, let's hang out, you know, like come over or I'll come over there. I want to see your sheep. I want to, you know, and it's like, you know, on Instagram, you, you really truly just follow what you want to see. And so we're so like-minded that. I think there's maybe seven or eight of us in this group of women, kind of, you know, homesteading, family, faith, all that stuff. And those people are my friends. Like they're my crew now. And I'm like, we met online. Like we're online dating. We met yeah. Online. yeah, exactly. <laughs> for so long, I was like, okay, here's another person that lives near me that, you know, and I'm not, I'm so like socially weird and awkward. Like, I'm just a total weirdo. Like I can, I can totally, uh, you know, say anything or do anything, but like to be normal and like be in a social situation. I'm like, what do I do with my hands? Did I say the right thing? I can't remember your name that you just told me like three seconds ago, you know, I'm like kind of a mess, but I was like, okay, I feel like these people are being put in my life. And for some reason they're, you know, drawn to what we're doing or they're doing the same thing. And we feel like kindred spirits. So I'm like, all right, we're just going to like do some Instagram dating here. And those women are amazing. Like it's, it's just so cool in my very own community miles away, you know, like I didn't expect that.
1: No, it's incredible. And that's, I've found that same kind of camaraderie with, um, through the five Marys mastermind group, like these Mm -hmm. women, we hop on and talk to each other all throughout the day. If someone has any life event, that's, you know, happy or sad, they, we can share that with each other. And it's pretty, it's pretty amazing, especially through a pandemic where, you know, you have people that want to hang out or, or not, and you can find your own groups.
0: Our general generation where like, we didn't really like interact online you know like Mm -mm. that wasn't really a thing I remember like dial up on AOL and it's like (laughs) oh I
1: was I was there I was with (laughs) you on that one totally you know and
0: it was like exciting but it was definitely not our culture yeah
1: to now
0: like kind of be like okay we're gonna see what this is all about and and it's just been amazing like so positive I think in in the lifetime of our account, we've had like maybe three people say things negative. I always like to pin that comment the, of the person that saying something negative, because then, you know, you're going to get a lot of interaction from people. <laughs> oh gonna yeah. Be you're, like, and your community. No yeah,
1: Yes. Your community steps up and, and totally. almost fights that battle for you. You don't even have to do anything. I know. <laughs>
0: Cause I'm like very like not controversial at all. And so I'll just be like, I'm going to pin that one and then step back.
1: <laughs> See what ensues here. I love that. And I would be the one, the first to comment and be like, what's your address putting you down?
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. You're in my corner. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, that's So funny. So what, what's, what's the goal of writing free tack? You know, you guys are starting to like generate income. Where's it headed? Like new products, um, different avenues, like what's going on.
1: Okay. We, our goal used to be only to get kids independent in saddling up, um, through the lightweight tack, but then we've as Abby's grown up, she really is drawn to tooled leather and having all leather saddles. And so we've really incorporated different styles. Um, But we also thought about the whole family. So we're not just thinking about it as like the child who, who is just starting out, but now we're, we're really growing into how do we get everybody in the saddle with our tack Um, from men uh, to mom's and down to kids. So um, it's really about the whole family now. And and it's, it really makes sense with how we've evolved as a business. It's really um, parallel or mm-hmm. reflective, you know, yeah. <laughs> of yeah. how we are as a business. It's a, it's a whole family thing. It used to be, you know, Abby, and then it became Abby and I, and now it's Abby, Bo, and I, and then it's Abby, Blake, and I, and Bo, and it's just, uh, we really just want to get the whole family in the saddle um, affordably. We also have a desire to help um, hunters who are packing out on horseback have a lighter saddle to oh, cool. pack out on. So mm-hmm. we've developed some relationships with men who are in like Idaho and Montana who spend September packing out to elk hunt, and that's a really interesting part of the business that I'm excited about to see where that goes. Um, yeah so that's a new thing. Um, Mm -hmm. lastly, in the foreseeable future, we would love to document, uh, our rodeo journey as being like total first generation rodeo family and, um, and kind of document how, how that has progressed for us. And, you know, Abby going in and trotting, At her first rodeo to now running my barrel horse it's yeah it's such a it's a long game and i want people to feel comfortable going to their first rodeo because it is kind of intimidating if you're a new family who's not been in rodeo your ever we've become super passionate about what the sport of rodeo is is teaching children you know just about western culture um and cowboy culture and being polite and removing your hat and, you know, just helping your teammates or, or your competitive, your, your, um, your fellow competitors. So Uh it's just, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just incredible the the support that all those kids give each other. And I think it's harder on the parents. You like internalize this weird insecurity that you're not going to fit in. And it's, kind of sad for the kids who don't get to participate in that sport because maybe their parents are a little intimidated and it's a real feeling. Like I am intimidated every single time we try a new association and go to that first rodeo. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm like terrified, which makes no sense. Right. I'm an outgoing person, but you know, we have, um, we have a rusty bumper pole and we don't want to invest our money into a living quarters yet. And, our horses are horses that we've had for a really long time. So we're kind of making them do events and, um, you know, I'll hop on and try to help pattern them the best I can. We really only have one horse who is actually doing his job, um, which is mine that Abby's stolen. So it's it. And you go to these rodeos and these, You know, like the kids have strings of horses that do every single event for, you know, there's a breakaway horse, there's a goat horse, there's a poles and barrels horse, or maybe just a barrel horse and a poles horse separate. Like (laughs) kids have strings of horses because, you know, I I always like to say, like, because they come from people who worked their asses off to have that. Mm -hmm. And now they can have those horses for their kids. We have several big families in our area who are rodeoing and, you know, their grandparents probably, um, were the first generation rodeo, um, family and have passed that on their family has worked really hard to have that. So mm-hmm. I want people to know you have to start somewhere and it's okay to be first generation. And all you have to do is smile and say hi to people and compliment their horse. And you'll not be able to shut people up. I think it's so
0: important that we teach our kids that yeah okay my son is riding a 24 year old horse who literally like I might go out into the pasture and I'm not sure if she'll be alive. You know like we're not we're not like high dollar horses, you know, at all. Um but also, you know, like you said, teaching them to be like non-judgmental towards other people like maybe this person has a $40,000 horse that is only for goat tying. You know, I don't know, but like it's not it's not our place to judge that we do the best yeah. with what we have and what we yeah. have will always be enough. If we do the best with what we've got, you know, and, and just instilling that, that you, cl- you climb, you climb and you work hard. Yes. And if it's important enough, then yeah, we'll get the, um, the living quarters trailer or we'll do more rodeos yeah. or we'll do whatever, but you know, if we're just starting out we got to, we got to put in the time we got to put in the work.
1: Yeah. And that's what I think a lot of people don't understand and, or, or they understand or they, you know, might feel insecure about not having the things that other people have. It's always a comparison game in every single aspect of life. I feel like, um, but flipping that narrative for our kids and going, they had to work their butts off for that. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, she might have a $40,000 goat horse, her, she and her parents worked really hard. She, you can't just money. hop yeah. on that kind of a horse and not know how to ride. Like right. she worked her butt off. Yeah. So like making sure to send that positive narrative to our kids, I think is so important. Um, sure. And when they get yeah.
0: there looking back and I mean, like, you need to realize that there are kids that are, you know, just starting out and maybe this is yes. the only horse that they had access to. And yep. we don't look down upon them, you know, just, Mm-mm. just being able to accept everyone, whatever they're at in their journey with it, you know? And I feel like yeah. that's a hard thing to teach. And for a lot of us, like we, we feel that scrutiny and to yeah. communicate to our kids that like, that's not what it's about. It's about no. gathering together and preserving mm-hmm. these traditions of the West and, you know, like just so many amazing things that go along with it. It's
1: just a wonderful sport.
0: It really is. Yeah. Um, okay. So one, one last thing, like, I just want to talk about like kids and social media. Cause we're both like entering 12
1: okay. year olds
0: into middle school, you know, like, oh, yeah, my gosh, like, this is so crazy. I mean, like, what are your thoughts on that? You know, cause like we're, we are like developing businesses that primarily are online on our phones, you know, like, and, and we get on our phones a lot because we're doing business. Like, how do we balance that with kids? I, I I'm like nervous about that.
1: Yeah. I, I constantly say I'm a walking contradiction because Abby will ask me for a phone and I'm like, no, you're not getting a phone, you're 12, yeah. but I'm documenting our lives. Like I am a walking, I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> so <laughs> I um what I've tried to do is educate of you know why I have a phone and what I use it for, and it's for business and it's primarily to document so that we can get people to understand who we are and trust us as a brand. And they understand that, but my philosophy is still no phone you know, I want them to go through not what it's like to not have a phone and need to problem solve when they're not with us. And that happens in junior high and high school. I mean, I'm probably going to, our, our age is 16 right now. And that seems really old, yeah. <laughs> but I, um, I'm terrified of some of the things that are happening with online predators. And uh. I've had so many friends that have had their children fall victim to that. And I, yeah and I talk about it with our kids. So we are just very open about, mm-hmm. you know, what can happen and things that have happened to friends and they usually will come to the conclusion that, yeah, you're right. I don't need a phone. Um, mm-hmm. there's so many other things. Like yeah. I tell them like, just use a walkie talkie, <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll just get a long range walkie talkie. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. No, I, um, And I know there's other methods like gizmo watches or, uh, yeah, I don't know, but uh, no phones for us. And, and I do recognize, and I do talk to them about how I am a walking contradiction because I'm on my phone a lot. And we just understand as a family that social media is part of our business.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I experienced the same thing because, you know, um, growing this business, I'm on on the phone a lot you know I try to make it Mm -hmm. like I have work hours you know or especially when the kids are away or doing something like I'm like hitting it hard but just the idea that you know kind of instilling in them okay there's producers and there's consumers and Mm -hmm. we're producers we put out there what we what we want and and we put out that's really
1: good I'm gonna steal that yeah <laughs> yeah go for I it. like that and and well
0: thought out you know I'm not just yeah on Instagram consuming and and becoming right. you know like getting all these other thoughts you know like maybe consuming a little for research but really mm-hmm. um you need to decide do you want to be a producer or a consumer do you want to be a leader or a follower you know like where are you at on yeah. this um you know and and also teaching like okay what is okay to post and what is not? you know, and how to have like quality content versus like, just like, what's up duck lips or whatever, you know, like, yeah. where does that, yes, get us? which, you know, they, they're bombarded by things like that. And it's, you can't hide them from it. They see it on their friend's phones or at someone's yeah. house or, you know, and, and just kind of trying to, um, instill in them that, that we want to rise above that. We want to be the people that are putting out the message as opposed to yes. receiving all of the terrible messages.
1: Yes, exactly. That's, that's hundred percent true. Just um, the friends thing is probably the biggest way that, that our kids are exposed to certain things that I don't love, but they need to be, I mean, we can't shelter them. So we have to distinguish between what's appropriate to consume and what's not
0: yeah and it's like the statistics about like by the age of 13 90% of all kids have seen some sort of pornography or you know like you'll have to yeah. fact check those i don't i don't no. know if i'm even close on that but just like the idea that like it's so in their face it's so scary to me and having to navigate that when you're 10 or 11 or 12 or th- even 16 you you can't you don't have the maturity to even grown people do not have the maturity to, to navigate that. And so really just like so much conversation has to be had with parents and kids. And mm-hmm. to just think that like, it's not happening is naive, you know, it it is, oh, they're, they're seeing things. It's so scary. And, and our little babies, we don't want them to
1: We don't want them to be seeing that. (laughs) I know. No, I know. (laughs) Really bringing us down. (laughs) No, it's, it's scary, but it's going to happen. And as long as you're having that conversation, I mean, at least you, like, we can all be confident in the fact that we're trying to give them the tools that they need to, to guard their own minds and eyes,
0: you know, because like, when we think about like the, um, the life of social media, like we are really truly in just the very beginning, you know, like we're in like these like stages in the very beginning, like in the scheme of things, because I think social media is going to, you know, it's here to stay. Um, It's like, we have to learn how to navigate that. And really it's, it's not just like this new thing anymore. You know, it is life this is life. Yeah. The kids are going to be on Instagram or Snapchat or, or, you know, TikTok or whatever. Even if you're like, no, that's not on your phone. We're not having that. They're seeing it, you know, Mm -hmm. they're, they're seeing it. It's just, it's happening. And, um, anyways, I don't know how we got on this tangent, except that now I'm terrified and I want (laughs) to (laughs) cry.
1: I know, but we can do this. We're brave. We're good parents. We can all do this. (laughs) I know.
0: I know. Oh, well, Amber is so fun talking with you and I'm so thankful that you were willing to come on and, and answer all of our questions. What is there any like new product coming out? Like,
1: I know you guys did boots, right? Yeah. We did like some toddler boots Done the boots. Yeah. Um, It's really difficult to get boots manufactured without buying huge quantities. And Mm. that is Uh, something that we're navigating but again we're trying to get more men's saddles in um, a variety of all leather because people are really loving that and just a lot of the traditional western um Mm -hmm. stuff we're 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 trying to create our own version with the riding free tack flare and um we're also trying to i don't know if you've seen on instagram but the boxes like curated with different items that mm-hmm. I've sourced locally from friends, um, that are horse related, but you don't have to have a horse to purchase them, um, and enjoy them. So we've been really trying to curate boxes for, for horse girls oh, and that's, so that's fun. been fun. So yeah, that that's, that's awesome. on the horizon.
0: So if people so- want to check out your stuff, like, tell me like website instagram handle what's the best way to get a hold of you guys
1: well instagram y- you can get to know us better and we're always chatting with people in DMs and happy to answer questions i love going live to take people on trail rides and uh, at the rodeos themselves so i think that's a fun way to see you know who we are as people but then if you're just like, oh, I want to see what they have, we have dot com. Awesome. Pretty easy. Well, I I, uh, I want to ask you what um what's been your favorite part of doing this podcast so far? Because oh I'm gosh. so intrigued by the podcast world. I think it's such a neat thing.
0: Yeah, you know, it's so funny because like um I don't even really listen to podcasts. Um, I think I listened to <laughs> I listened to like the Office Ladies um podcast and it's oh, like the ladies from the office. I <laughs> love them. <Yep.
1: laughs> Which might I be where the too. title
0: came from. That's what Bear said. Um, but <laughs> I just so, <laughs> someone uh yes <laughs> someone suggested like you need to do a podcast, you need to do this, you need to do that. And I'm like, all right, well listen, I will talk to people because I find people super interesting and I love like I'm just I just like, I like people, you know, and I love their stories and like, I'm moved by them and encouraged by them. And I was like, okay, well, I don't think I can sit with a microphone and just talk on my own. Um, but I love to like ask questions about people's lives. So just getting to know people. And, um, I love asking a question that makes the other person light up. Like, it's just super fun. Mm -hmm. And, and I think, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm just like totally winging it. I'm winging life. And this is, I love it. it. I love it. You're doing
1: a great job. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, well, you're welcome. And thank you for coming on. And honestly, someday we're going to haul out to California and we're going to ride on the beach together
1: into the sunset. You you know it. (laughs) And we'll be giggling and just loving life together.
0: That's awesome. Well, (laughs) thanks again, Amber. And um, I can't wait to put this out so people can get to know you guys too.
1: Thank you, Bear.